0: Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, changing the way you think as a sports better. This is episode number 44, Saturday, May 4th, 2019, Derby Day. It's the first Saturday in May, and this is your official Doggy Juice Kentucky Derby Quick Pod. It's one of the best sports days of the year. We've got the Kentucky Derby, our Vegas prize fight as Canelo faces off against Daniel Jacobs in Las Vegas tonight, Game 3 of the Warriors Rockets Series, and a pretty loaded UFC card. Uh, this will probably be the shortest episode in Doggy Juice Pod history. I'm just going to quickly touch on the Derby and give my thoughts on Canelo versus Jacobs and the NBA playoffs. So what, no fucking ZD now? Hey! Okay. No, AJ. No ZD. Let's do this. Yeah, buddy. Last night we had a four-overtime thriller in the Trailblazers versus Nuggets game, game three. Uh, that was really incredible game, and I think that's such an even series, so I'll be really surprised uh, if this one does not go at least six games, but it's shaping up to be a seven-game series. Warriors versus Rockets, game three is tonight, and the spread on that one is currently Rockets, favored by three and a half. But we have a phenomenon here. Unfortunately, the betting market has wisened up to this one over the past few years, but one of the best bets in, in sports, and uh, especially the NBA, the past couple decades was taking teams down 0-2 and playing on them in the first half uh, when they return home for game three against the spread that hit about 80% over a a pretty large sample size. Unfortunately, just like other um, great trends like this, the market wisens up and starts to factor it into the numbers. So um, you're actually seeing a situation now where the Rockets are favored by three and a half in the full game, but also by three and a half in the first half. So that's already priced in, all the motivation and the the must win or should win or kind of need to win um, mindset that the Rockets are taking. That's already factored into the Lions, so if you think of being smart by playing that angle, just understand that it's already being factored in. Usually the first half spread is almost always uh, half of what the full game spread is in the NBA. So if with a three and a half point spread, you'd be looking at a one and a half at most two, but it's getting to be three and a half. and a half and uh, you're seeing that trend, or sorry, the the um, that number be factored in in all NBA games now. So the book's out on that, but still, I think that's probably the way I'd look. It's it's Rockets or Pass for that game, but I think that's already factored in. Um, well, it's clearly already factored in the first half, but the full game line, you're probably better off just taking that and then um, adjusting accordingly in game. Uh, the Raptors and 76ers, that series is really heating up as well. The 76ers have a two-to-one series lead after winning game three at home. Um, Raptors are slight favorites in game four. That's going to be a big game. I think that one's going to probably uh, decide the series. I think if the Sixers win that one, it's going to be tough to imagine the, the Raptors winning three in a row, even though two of them would be at home. But if the Raptors win game four, I think they're obviously they're back in the driver's seat because they'll reclaim uh, home court advantage in that scenario. And then the Bucks are also back in the driver's seat in their series, uh, winning Game Three in Boston last night. Obviously, you kind of saw the bo- uh, the the Bucks' depth really come into play. And I've been skeptical. The Bucks are my big ticket team. I've got them every which way, including ten to one to win the Eastern Conference. But my big worry with them is Budenholzer kind of doing what he did with the Atlanta Hawks a few years ago, making the playoffs with the best regular season record, but then kind of using the same philosophies used in the. Playoffs that he used in the regular season with like the larger rotations, and that just doesn't really work. In the regular season, his teams play incredible defense, and obviously they're very high powered offense as well. But that doesn't necessarily translate in the playoffs when you need your stars to take over. So I was skeptical at the beginning of this series when he's still using um, his normal rotations and using their depth. But that depth came into play last night against the Celtics, you can really see it. And uh, I think it's going to be tough for the Celtics to come back in the series. Obviously, the Bucs are back in the driver's seat, reclaimed home court advantage now. But I think moving forward, um, Budenholzer might shoot himself in the foot by playing, giving some guys minutes that don't deserve it. I think he should probably shorten up that rotation. And Brook Lopez, Jesus Christ, just watching the way he plays now, it's so very frustrating to watch. But anyway, go Bucks. Hopefully they get that done. Let's now move on to tonight's prize fight in Vegas. Canelo faces off against Jacobs tonight at the T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. Uh, it's Interestingly, the same three judges in this fight that were judging the, the last Canelo fight against Triple G last September. Obviously, there's a lot of outcry there because a lot of people thought that Triple G won that fight, but Canelo won um, when the... When it went to the judges, the judges gave him the victory. I actually thought Triple G won both of their fights, but that's a that's another story entirely. But anyway, Canelo's facing off against Jacobs tonight. Uh, Daniel Jacobs is is bigger than Canelo. He has the height and the reach advantage. Um, but interestingly in this one I was reading the, the cut weight for this fight was 160. And usually, you know, they after the weigh in, the boxers can add whatever they weight they want. And some of them add like 10 to 20, even up to 20 pounds of water weight right uh, up until fight time in that 24-hour period, but contractually, Jacobs can only add up to 170 pounds in water weight by contract up for tonight's, which is, I think, a big deal that people aren't really talking about, and that favors Canelo greatly, and when you factor in the massive home court advantage for Canelo at Cinco de Mayo weekend in Vegas, you know, where all all the fans are going to be cheering for, it's really hard to imagine Jacobs winning if this fight goes to the card, Um, especially since Canelo, you know, he's got that, that fight deal and everything, and he's... He's the big ticket for everyone coming to Vegas to watch him fight. So, however, having said all that, Jacobs has the ability to knock him out. This dude is a beast. So, you see the line right now moving around. It's minus four fifty, minus five hundred Canelo, and about plus three fifty, plus four hundred on Jacobs. Usually, the phenomenon in these is you see people, Joe Public likes to take the underdog, have a little ticket on the underdog to get the bigger payout. No one likes to lay minus 450, minus 500. So you, I think you're going to see some Canelo value right before the match starts. So if you're looking for action on this one, if you're looking for the value side, Jacobs probably has been the value, value side this whole time, but look for that late run on Jacobs towards uh, right before the, the fight actually starts, and you might be able to find a little bit of value on Canelo at that point. I'm I'm personally looking to fire on him at minus 400 or less. I get that. You know, It's not going to be a crazy play, but maybe two units to win a half a unit or something like that. But I certainly expect Canelo to win this fight tonight. All right, let's now move on to the Kentucky Derby, the run for the roses. The first Saturday of May in your third year. These horses have exactly one day in their entire lives that they can be relevant for the Kentucky Derby. So tough luck for the favorite for at least the past few weeks, Omaha Beach, who was scratched earlier in the week with a throat issue. It's really tough. Luckily, these horses don't even know what the fuck they're doing because otherwise, it'd be pretty bad. You only get one chance in your entire life. It's not like it's the Houston Rockets that can go. Oh, we'll, we'll get uh, we'll get the Warriors next year. No, 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 you're done. But um, in terms of the sp- of the actual Kentucky Derby, um, it's you just can't beat it. Uh, on horse racing, in the long run, obviously, the household in uh, in horse racing is twenty percent, whereas it's around four point five percent in sports betting. And pari mutual wagering is just set up differently entirely. Uh, and just to use a quick Google result, and when I'm explaining pari mutual wagering here, it's just a pool system. So you basically, it all bets of a particular type are placed together in a pool, and then you pay out after you pay out the winners of the pool after the taxes in the house uh, vig is deducted. So that's different than sports betting where you lock in a certain price with the bookie when, you, when you're when you going one-on-one against the bookie in, in the bet. So parimutuel wagering, you're not going to win in the long run. It's fun to put some money on these horses and everything like that, but if you're trying to make long-term money on horse racing, uh, you're just not going to do it. The actual Kentucky Derby itself, it's uh, one mile and one quarter in length, which is... Um, much longer race than some of these horses are, are used to running, and it's also a larger pool of horses, so traffic problems can become a big factor as well. Bob Baffert trained horses are the favorites. Game Winner is five to one. Roadster six to one. Improbable six to one. And I personally think you should watch out for Roadster, but uh, Game Winner has won at Churchill Downs before. Two recent losses that Game Winner had were very narrow. One of those was to um, to omaha beach which was the favorite before they went before they were scratched but improbable um from what i've heard as a gamer but i've heard that that extra slight length of the derby might be too much for this horse to close effectively um probable's done well in one mile and one eighth in length but this obviously the derby is one mile and one quarter and i think that extra bit is a little bit of a concern from some so-called experts that i've heard from um yesterday for the kentucky oaks the track was very speed favorite today. The weather is supposed to be wet, uh, especially the few hours leading up to the Derby. And the rule of thumb is that you don't want a horse who will be in the back when there's a lot of mud uh, with the spray coming from the front. So taking a pace setter or a pace chaser is probably um, the way you want to look today. The thing is, though, that's the way the market's looking, and that's why we've seen a horse like Maximum Security getting a lot of support due to this weather forecast. I think Maximum Security is, um, is below 10 to 1, and I've, I've heard some... Horse racing people say that uh, that you know there's no way in a normal condition that maximum security should be less than ten to one. But from what I've heard this week, Sharp Money came in on By My Standards. I guess that horse is looking excellent in their uh, training rounds or whatever, and really is coming into form at the right time. I've even heard some like big horse people say that it's like the most beautiful horse on the track, very confident right now, and kind of rounding in the form at the right time. They're saying that By My Standards is going to run the race of their life today the problem is is that enough to win this race and that's uncertain but you have seen the market shift on that especially after omaha uh, beach was scratched um, i locked in by my standards at 25 to 1 once i started hearing this and i saw um, him going down that horse going down at 15 to 20 to 1 so i locked in 25 to 1 at that point i think i'm seeing 15 to 1 on by my standards right now not sure if the weather conditions are particularly good for by my standards but it could be worth keying that horse in with some of your exotics Um, including Code of Honor in your exotics as well could be worth a look from what I've heard, and the Japanese horse, Master Fencer, is known as a great closer. I'm just not sure with this weather forecast that uh, that horse is going to be a factor at all, though. Um, But you can dig into the buyer speed figures or the final fraction theories all you want, but let's be real. It's a fucking horse race. So with that, the official Doggy Juice 2019 Kentucky Derby horse is Tacitus, 10 to 1, coming out of the 8-hole. So... Good luck to everybody. That's going to do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Pod. Hope you enjoy all the good sports action today, and good luck with your wagers in the Kentucky Derby. I'll be back next week with more as we start looking at the football season win totals with our our eye towards this fall. And we'll also look at uh, some NBA playoffs, some Major League Baseball, and some Champions League stuff as well. So got a lot of cool stuff coming ahead. Hope everyone enjoys the rest of your weekend, and I will talk to you next week. Take care. Doggy Juice out.